Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, and all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the fifth episode for the week of May 14th, 2018. So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect. The goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. Then a guest will join me in conversation around a chosen topic. And this week, I'm so happy to have my friend, fellow musician, and mystical soul, Annalisa Six, join me in a conversation on new moon, new normal. So before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me today. And if you'd like to show appreciation for my work and get early Sunday access for only $1 per month, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. So let's get down to this week's astro report. Our lunar lady starts out the week in the darkest days of her cycle as we are on approach to Tuesday's new moon in Taurus. After the sun-moon conjunction, she will then carry on in her waxing cycle, increasing gradually in light throughout the week, while touring communicative Gemini, nurturing Cancer, and dramatic Leo. So just a quick heads up, all times are approximations for North America. So if you live in Europe, add about eight hours, and if you're in Australia or the East, add about 17 hours, basically the following day. Keep in mind that timing isn't always precise, as astrological transits, also known as the connections that planets make, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. This is certainly a significant week in many regards as we move into a dynamic new moon in Taurus on the same day that Uranus officially enters Taurus, which is a big move uh, for astrologers and astrologically speaking. And we've been talking about it for some time now. Uh, So Uranus officially enters Taurus along with uh, Venus and Mars who will be moving signs as well. So things be us shifting. Monday, uh, we start out the week with the moon in Taurus. Uh, And that Taurus moon will trine Saturn, sextile Neptune, oppose Jupiter, and trine Pluto. And so the bottom line for Monday is, now that we're in the quiet hours before the new moon, this is a great day to finish up any projects still on the table. Allow for some comfort and restorative time to work through any spiritual doubts or emotional moods that may arise. This is a great time to go within and kind of collect ourselves before we have that uh, dynamic new moon manifestation energy. Um, So speaking of that energy, let's talk about Tuesday. Tuesday will be the new moon in Taurus. uh, And that new moon will also trine Mars and then move into Gemini shortly after because this is a late degree uh, new moon. Um, And that new moon isn't the only thing going on. There are some big things happening on Tuesday. And of course, we'll probably feel that beforehand and we're going to feel it afterwards, but it's all going down basically on Tuesday. And so what is that big news? Well, that big news is Uranus is moving into Taurus. Um, And if that wasn't big enough, we also have Mars moving into Aquarius that day. And what makes both of those shifts so dynamic is that not only are these planets both moving signs, they are uh, squaring each other along the way. And squares are, the square will be official on Wednesday, but we will certainly feel it uh, as it makes contact and moves into new energy at the same time. And as we know with squares, um, you know, they usually cause events that we have to take action on or that we're challenged or frustrated in some way. And it's nobody's fault. We just have to uh, move into new experience. Um, But before we talk about that, because that is uh, technically on Wednesday, but we're going to be feeling it 
this whole week, basically. Um, let's talk about that Uranus moving into Taurus. And I'm just going to sum up a few things real quick because I am writing a more detailed, lengthy article on what that means. And there's many resources out there if you're curious, because this is a long transit. Um, it is going to retrograde in and out of, uh, Aries and Taurus over the next year, basically, up until I want to say January, February next year. And it stays in a sign for seven to eight years. So having it move to a new sign is big. So what's Uranus anyways? Well, Uranus is the planet of fast uh, unexpected change. When things happen and move so fast and all of a sudden we're in a different place or we're surprised by something and we can't really turn back, you know, we have a turnaround of some sort, or a lot of times there's an awakening <laughs> that happens with Uranus. That is that, that's that Uranian energy. Um, and so the planet of awakening, fast change, freedom, and rebellion uh, is making its entry into a fixed sign, Taurus. Uh, you know, and Taurus represents which that, you know, what is stable, grounded, of earthly nature. Um, and so this planet is so slow moving that it's quite a significant change, as I've said. Um, and so we're going to find new energy, fresh new energy that's going to be be sweeping through our charts, uh, basically until 2026. Um, and so observe as things move and things shift and see if you feel anything because chances are, chances are we're going to get some type of awakening, whether it's within ourselves or within the, uh, the greater world's sphere at this time. And Taurus talks about, you know, what is stable, what's sustainable, um, especially on an earthly realm. And Uranus shakes things up and awakens us to maybe what might not be so any longer. So do not be surprised if a lot of foundations are shook in some way because it just can't go on. It can't sustain itself any longer. Um, so essentially this will awaken us to innovative ways to deal with our resources because that's another Taurus thing, you know, be it food, the monetary system, you know, once again, that which sustains us. Um, and so chances are, we're going to see shakeups in those areas for several years going forth now. And as Taurus likes comfort and that which is fixed, a rowdy planet like Uranus seems to be ushering in a new sort of normal or a new normal is what I'm, I'm saying here <laughs> um, as those foundations began to be shaken up. So this could be a topic of a whole podcast alone. So I'm just going to leave it short and succinct here for now. Uh, but please be on the look for that full article on this subject on my astro blog um, on energeticprinciples.com. Also of note is that Mars is moving into Aquarius. Uh, and once again, Mars is our focused action, our drive, uh, what we're motivated towards, what might give us anger <laughs> in some way. Or, you know, even anger sometimes leads to such things as accidents because these are volatile physical things. Um, and so I think Mars moving into Aquarius is divine timing per usual as the same day that Uranus moves into Taurus um, and they're inching towards that exact square tomorrow. Um, and also, no, I find very interesting is the last time that Mars entered Aquarius happened to be the night of November 8th, 2016, when we had our presidential election and where shortly after Americans took to the streets to rebel, you know, an Aquarian vibe um, against the results uh, with Donald Trump being elected. So uh, as far as coming full circle with cycles, it's very interesting that now we're entering um, that phase again or that position of Mars where uh, that we we're in right after that election, which is obviously big news, um, not only for America, but for the world. And so Mars in Aquarius highlights the desire for greater freedom and individual independence. Uh, and we will feel motivated to stubbornly fight for those things in our lives at this time. This is going to be a rather long transit as Mars is now in its shadow phase and will increasingly slow down to go retrograde on June 26th. As this is a fixed air sign, nervous tension and strain can be considerable as it aspects Uranus through this week and throughout the retrograde during the summer. So just be aware of that if you're feeling that heightened, that kind of anxious type of energy. It's kind of the what we're living with right now. And so this will be a fertile time period, um, you know, to get a good look at what our motivations are uh, and, and to innovate our actions in some ways, particularly in that retrograde period uh, that will be coming up this summer. Um, but also, especially in the context of a larger worldview, because that's what Aquarius looks at the big picture is uh, is a humanitarian energy and, you know, cares about one's individual rights, but the individual rights for all. Um, so over the coming months, uh, as Mars will 
we're going to be in this zone for a long time because Mars is not going to leave Aquarius officially until mid-November. And so every couple of years, we get a long Mars stay. And this year, we get Aquarius uh, stay. So we're kind of setting, we're beginning to set the precedent of what we're going to encounter throughout the year. Um, and so the bottom line for Tuesday with this new moon, all this energy switching, you know, this is a huge day. We've got a dynamic new moon in Taurus planting fertile manifestation seeds and both Mars and Uranus are on that tested 29 degree of cardinal signs, um, before they make that switch. And so action will be on the scene and we may feel rather ramped up. Uh, energy is shifting and we are likely to feel it significantly. Um, and just a little heads up to find out more about this new moon, it's Sabian symbol and my more detailed musings on the energy of the air. You can once again, check out that astro blog I have at energeticprinciples.com. Um, and if you would like to read your own custom moon horoscope, your new moon horoscope for your sun and rising sign, please consider becoming a patron of the podcast, uh, for which this service is included. Uh, to find out more, you can go to patreon.com backslash energetic principles. All right, so hump day, Wednesday. Uh, the moon now moves in, is now in Gemini uh, and will square Neptune throughout the day. And this is the actual day that we have Mars square Uranus. You know, we have that focused action drive, you know, what we're motivated to, uh, challenged by unexpected change, a, a turnaround or awakening of some sort. Um, and so. Number one, these are going to be very, uh, th these are days that are really going to set up the retrograde cycle that is later this year that I just spoke of earlier during the summer. So pay attention to these days because chances are we're going to be working back on these issues or looking back at this time or, or this is setting a precedent or a start for something that we are going to be mulling over for a longer period of time. Um, and so great restlessness and impulsiveness is in the air and there will likely be the inclination to rebel or revolt in some area of our lives when these two meet. We are being challenged into action in order to gain renewal and a greater sense of freedom in our lives. This is one of those transits where if you don't choose to make the changes, some outside event will occur to make them for you. This can be a very frustrating and volatile time as anger can arrive on the scene rather suddenly, which can be rather explosive and end up shaking up your life in a permanent way when it's all said and done. Uh, but regardless of how it goes down, we will all be breaking away from something that no longer is working. As this one, you know, it's one of those potential accident times too, transits. So just be really cautious of how you assert yourself right now. And um, don't rush forward too fast. Otherwise, you could find yourself in a bit of, of a predicament, especially if you've been holding back anger or some type of aggression for a while. Uh, this can definitely cause um, accidents. So just, you know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or anything like that, but this is just the reality of these types of planets meeting together. So just be cautious uh, the best you can. Um, and keep in mind also, because this is happening at the time of the new moon, essentially we are in, you know, this could be a theme of the energy throughout the whole lunar cycle over the next month. Uh, so just be aware of that. And so the bottom line for uh, Wednesday is that midweek may be difficult as we feel challenged by surprising events taking place. Confusion may be on the scene or the desire to escape from the energy. Uh, and uncertainty may also drive us a little bonkers. So do what you can to calm your nerves um, on Wednesday. And that could uh, probably apply to Tuesday and maybe even Thursday as well. And speaking of Thursday, so Thursday we will have the moon who will move from Gemini to Cancer um, and we'll get a little more emotional, we'll go from that heady space to more of an emotional, sensitive, um, nurturing type of uh, vibe. And uh, along the day, she, uh, the moon will conjunct Venus and sextile Uranus. And this, so it'll kind of feel like a two-part day in a sense. Um, so that's basically the bottom line is that it could feel like a two-part day, especially with the moon changing signs. Uh, there will be a lighter feeling in the air around relating, and we can take the opportunity to liberate ourselves from some of the emotional patterns that may be holding us back which is great, especially since we just went through a couple, you know, maybe rough days. Um, and then later in the day, we can kind of nestle into our home and family and, and find our center and nurture ourselves in some way because uh, we might need it. Um, so on Friday, we have the moon in Cancer, uh, and she will sextile Mercury, oppose Saturn, trine Neptune, and trine Jupiter. Um, and so we do have a significant transit going on that day, and that is Mercury, who will be in a trine aspect to Saturn. And Mercury is the planet that is, uh, has to deal with information. 
Um, got a little phone call there. Uh, so this plan has to do with information. See, that's, that's Mercury coming in right now. Um, and it has to do with processing or distributing like phone calls or uh, communicating some way and even how our, our thoughts and our internal wiring is going on. Um, and so when a trine arrives, everything's kind of flowing and there's rapid development and obstacles are just removed in all areas. And it's kind of got a sudden... Um, feeling to it. And so what are, you know, what are we processing? What are we collecting here? Uh, well, that's the nature of Saturn and Saturn has to do with structure, responsibility, commitment, limitations, uh, authority, uh, what we're building or what we're consolidating. Um, oh, they really want me. See, Saturn also represents devotion. <laughs> and apparently these people are very devoted to getting me on the line. Um, and so because these are earth signs and it's a fixed sign and a cardinal sign, the mind gets serious about earthly matters, like our finances or our work life uh, or the projects that we're manifesting. Um, and so with the mind kind of in a serious zone, uh, being conservative and cautious, uh, chances are we'll really be focused on the tasks at hand. So this is a great day for organizing your workload or doing detail oriented work. Um, cause things are going to be flowing in that department. Um, but ultimately practicality will be king in all the decisions that are made today. So there, so the bottom line for Friday is today is a day of decision-making, even possibly the day before, um, we know our options and our limitations and can, can flow in the direction of that, which inspires us and will allow for greater emotional growth. So I think Friday will be a very stabilizing day in that regard. So as we move into the weekend on Saturday, the moon is in Cancer and then we'll move to Leo. And along the way, uh, she will oppose Pluto, sextile the sun, square Uranus, and oppose Mars. Um, and we have a couple things going on that day. As we got a busy week. So we have Venus moving into Cancer that day. And so Venus is going to move from sociable Gemini into homebody Cancer until June 13th which means there will be greater pleasure found in staying in with a loved one or having friends over to your place of residence. Uh, you may find yourself wanting to beautify your space more, which could be a great idea as imagination and creative flair are highlighted during these next three weeks. There will also be more a more nurturing vibe to relating during this time and a desire to initiate greater merging with others. Uh, just watch out for any clinginess or being overly nostalgic at this time. Um, but other than that, you're going to be in good shape and it's going to feel pretty cozy. Um, but before we get cozy, we have Venus who will sextile Uranus that day, uh, right after she moves into cancer. Um, and so Venus representing, you know, relationships, um, and relating with others and what we open up to, um, and also our, our resources or what we find value in, um, She'll be creating an opportunity uh, with that planet of awakening, of uh, unexpected change, um, of freeing ourselves in some way. And so right out the gate, uh, as Venus moves into Cancer, uh, she's going to make that sextile to Uranus. And this will provide an opportunity to try some new ways of relating or socializing with friends and loved ones. Partnerships can feel energizing and we may seek stimulation either through relations or purchasing items or emotional self finds beautiful or comforting. So just know there might be kind of an impulse purchase type of day, um, but it could end up working in your favor if you have that money. So just keep an eye out as this could be a, a great week to make a, a new friend as well, because Uranus definitely represents uh, society and friendships. Um, and because it's an opportunity, uh, who knows who can arrive on your doorstep um, and vice versa. So keep a lookout. Uh, you could make a new friend. And so the bottom line for Saturday is this is another two-part day as the moon moves from sensitive cancer to outgoing Leo. Uh, there may be some drama in the air, especially later in the day, um, and a restlessness that causes disruption or irritability in, in some way because the moon is going to square Uranus. Um, so you can choose whether or not to act on what you feel. Either way, you may be seeking stimulation, um, stimulation and or attention in some way, especially later in the day. So just be aware of that. 
And then last but not least, we have Sunday, uh, and the moon is going to be in Leo still, and we'll square Mercury and square Jupiter. Um, and of note on Sunday, we can welcome our, our solar guide, the sun, into Gemini. So happy birthday to all you Geminis out there. I hope this is a great year for you. Um, so we're going to be moving from that fixed energy, uh, you know, that earthy energy of Taurus into a mutable air sign of Gemini. Uh, So we go from stabilizing and manifesting on a physical plane to kind of getting the word out and working on connection. So over the next 30 days, we'll become, you know, increasingly more curious and sociable. Uh, And we've already had Venus in that sign. So we've kind of got a little taste of that in some regard. Um, So we're going to get out there, be a little more curious, sociable, um, and find, we'll probably find greater life and purpose within communication and sharing ideas with uh, each other at this time. Uh, So this is an excellent time to learn a new skill or to gain a new perspective because that is key and Gemini can help with that. Uh, life may speed up a bit and the need for flexibility may arise because that's also kind of Gemini territory. Um, and since this is immutable energy, this is a time of shifting and kind of closing down before we move into cardinal cancer season and the summer solstice, which will happen on June 21st. So the bottom line for Sunday uh, is our minds may be a little stubborn and less objective earlier on in the day, um, causing us to communicate from a fixed stance because we have that square to Mercury. Uh, There's also a possibility for indulgence, so be aware of that because we have that square to Jupiter. Um, But as the sun moves into Gemini, we may be a little fuzzy because it takes a while for the energy to kind of get settled. Uh, So just take your time and engage with the things that you love um, and just take a little Sunday fun day maybe at the end. Um, but you know, that was a lot. So to kind of wrap it up here, uh, this is an incredibly dynamic week as we have a challenging new moon and several planets shifting energies. We are likely to feel the change in the air and a sense of restlessness bubbling up as there will be potential triggers. Take your time with that, which arises this week. So let's take a look at the cards, uh, because I think they add kind of another dimension to what I was talking about earlier. So I drew the Two of Cups as the focus and the Five of Swords as the grounding. And so the Two of Cups as the focus uh, is emphasizing coming together to establish an emotional bond with another person, whether it's through romantic love, creative partnership, or a heart-based friendship. This card encourages mutual understanding, harmony, cooperation, reconciliation, and forgiveness. Sharing your feelings with another this week may be paramount to work through the challenges that arise. Expectations may need to be released, and while we come together uh, with the desire to merge, there is a separateness that still needs to be honored in some way. And so with the Five of Swords as the grounding, uh, there may be a conflict for which the Two of Cups I just spoke about has to try to reconcile. The Five represents a no-win situation that we may be in the message, you know, that we may be in with the message to choose our battles wisely at this time. Um, So when this card comes up, it's a lot of times it kind of points to that. Um, So this can also be a card of retreat after we've actually been defeated in some way. So perhaps with the two as the focus, it is time to come out of hiding and make up with someone or make up with that person that, you you know, you've had a falling out with or, or that you're in a stalemate with of some sort. Um, because self-interest or proving you're right will, will only get you so far. So maybe time to consider another person's perspective. Uh, and if you have any fears regarding emotional connection, this could be the time to conquer them, uh, so that you can fully merge with another as well, because those, that two cups wants us to come together. It wants harmony. It wants to share the heart with another for whatever that looks like. Um, so now last, but certainly not least, this show is brought to you by this week's animal ambassador, the dragonfly. This delightful wind creature is the master of illusion as it appears to be a fairy dancing over still waters. The message the dragonfly brings is to honor the truth of who you are. And there's no need to wear a mask any longer in front of others because it no longer serves a purpose to do so. Be sure to put a little you, you know, put a little bit of you in all that you do this week and do not be afraid to show others who you are. You can no longer pretend you don't know the truth. So honor that awareness. 
Uh, what's interesting is dragonflies live up to four years in the egg and the nymph stage before they become full-blown adults. And that full-blown adult stage only lasts for about two to four months max uh, before their life cycle is o- over. So <laughs> I find that very interesting because you know we know only notice them in their their adult stage, but there's so much that takes um, before it gets to that point. So like butterflies, the dragonfly kind of has a transformative quality to it. And they're both beautiful insects. Um, So I found that really fascinating. uh, And I hope you do as well. So think about that next time you see an adult dragonfly dance by. Now, if you would like to go deeper with how the energy of the week will interact with you personally, I encourage you to check out my tarot subscription on Patreon. Whether you are just starting your journey with the cards or a seasoned expert, the weekly spread can be of immense help to get a personalized overview for the week. Every Sunday, I release a short video outlining the custom spread while encouraging you to share your cards and your questions. Gain insight as to what to look out for as I combine the astrology of the week with purposeful card placements. There is also a weekly crystal I highlight, as well as an inspirational quote that is aligned with the theme of the spread. Last week, we worked on aligning for lasting change. Um, And this week, well, you know, you'll just have to come on down to find out. So if you want to find out more, you can check out a sample spread on patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Okay, now let's meet our guest. All right, so I'd like to welcome my special guest, Annalisa Six, also known as Cosmic Lady Six online. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I'm excited too. Um, how I know Annalisa is actually we're both musicians, uh, and we we kind of randomly met uh, when my band was on tour, and her band had graciously uh, accepted a show with us <laughs> up in San Francisco, um, and we met and had no idea that both of us like you know all this mystical stuff. Um, so it was a pleasant surprise, and ever since then I have followed her on Instagram um, and. I enjoyed watching your journey uh, as we like dive in here. Um, so speaking of that journey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of new to astrology. I'm not a old crony by any means. Um, not yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Astrology was something though that like I grew up around. My dad had like a hippie store and I grew up around a bunch of witchy hippie ladies that were obsessed with, astrology and my mom did tarot cards and stuff like that so it was something that like I probably took for granted a little bit because it was just always around and I was always kind of interested like I would always get into looking in astrology books and things like that but I never thought of it as something that I would do until I started doing tarot when I was a teenager and it astrology really overwhelmed me like I had a friend who knew all of the astrological associations to the tarot cards and he was kind of teaching me and I just remember trying to learn and my brain just couldn't (laughs) the age I was and the I'm not I'm hard to teach things too it takes me a long time so I kind of put a lot of that stuff on the back burner and then um when I went through like some personal stuff I started doing my tarot cards again and the woman that created my tarot deck, uh, the Mother Peace tarot deck, I found her online and it turned out that she lived in Santa Cruz and I'm in the Bay Area and I just felt like I had to go meet her. And so I went and had my chart done. My mom had had my chart done when I was a baby, but I'd never looked at it as an adult. So I went and had my chart done by her and it just changed my life. Like I just felt like everything about myself made sense in this way that didn't hurt anymore. Like I felt very much like oh, there is a rhyme and a reason maybe to some of this craziness that I feel. And I just felt like, okay, I got to learn how to do this. Like I got to know how this works and I got to give, I have to be able to do this for other people because of how much it changed my life. And so then I got all my friends to go to her and then I started taking classes from her. And so I've only been doing astrology like in depth for a little over a year now. And I just... I'm so passionate about it that I just, it's a daily study for me and I'm just obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit about me. So I do astrology readings and tarot readings now, and I just kind of hit accelerate and I just made myself learn as much as I could and as fast as of amount as I could. I know it's like, you're constantly learning things like it never ends. And so I'm not in any rush, but I definitely was in a rush to like, 
be able to fully grasp the basics of that <laughs> Well, you are a sad rising and a yeah. Leo sun. So I would say that is the definition of passion. <laughs> You're passionate. When I, when I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, aren't That's we all? about me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's about astrology and me anyways. <laughs> yes. Um, and no, that, that, that's cool because that's what I mean, that's what happens when we first have that, like, you know, that in-depth reading where we see the magic of astrology and how, like you're saying, how, you know, how crucial it can be to really understand yourself um, through, through these disciplines. And I mean, it takes a special someone like ourselves to be like, okay, now I want to get down into the nitty gritty and see how it all works, pull it all apart and understand. Um, and that's a, that's a Sagittarius quality as well. You know, I want to understand how this works. Um, I want to know more. Um, always, always. always. No, searching always. In, insatiable. <laughs> um, so I, I love that. And it's so funny because both of us, I think we're doing music pretty heavily around the time that we met. Um, and we both kind of segued and transitioned into these new, uh, areas of, um, expertise. As we yeah, <laughs> it's great. It is great. Um, so what are we talking about here today? Oh my goodness. Well, uh, I thought we would talk about this, what I'm calling new moon, new normal. Um, so this, this new moon in Taurus, and it's not just a new moon in Taurus. It also is accompanied by uh, Uranus moving into Taurus as well. And so uh, for those who have probably listened to the previous part of this podcast, where I talk about uh, that move into, you know, the new moon in Taurus, uh, the move of Uranus into Taurus, the move of Mars into Aquarius, right? At the same time. And then they square at the new moon. It's like so annoying. It's kind of just like, why? Right? Like, why, why does this have to go down this way? <laughs> <laughs> right? Just take a big dump on me. I <laughs> I'm excited though. We were talking earlier. I'm excited for it. But it is like kind of a little nerve wracking after the full moon Scorpio drama and then going into this. I feel like there's been tension from that to this already. Mm-hmm. And I don't, ev- everyone that's been coming to me, like all my clients and like clients for both my businesses and my husband, it's just like, everyone's been in this weird bubble energetically. And I'm kind of curious, like, is this square and this transition mean the bubble's going to burst a little mm-hmm. bit and we're going to feel this momentum or is it going to be like we get knocked a little bit on our butts all over again, but in a different way. So I don't know. I'm excited to see what you have to say about it. I, I like that. I like that. And I like yeah. both of what you said, because chances are either one of those things can happen. And I do want to point out that, um, I had listened. I've actually been transferring. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm on the I part of the San Diego Astrological Society. I'm the corresponding secretary at this time, and I've been uh, transferring a lot of lecture tapes because um, this organization has been around since this since '74, um, and we have all these back tapes that uh, need to be transferred. So I've I've had the privilege of listening to all these old ex- wow. astrological lectures, which are great. Um, but one that really kind of stuck with me um, was by Loda Shaw, who's actually our current VP uh, for this society. And his talk was on um, the lunar cycle, but he was kind of taking emphasis off of that, uh, off of the full moon even though we know the full moon's important, but he had a really good point. And that was how the new moon uh, and the chart of the new moon is basically setting up the whole lunar cycle. So whatever that new moon looked like is essentially what is going to be apexed with the full moon, with the new kind of full moon conditions. And so if we remember back to um, the new moon in Aries, because I think you can contest as well as I, and like you were just saying with all your clients and your husband and everybody saying, you know, we're kind of in this zone for the last, you know, handful of weeks. And that new moon conjuncted Uranus pretty closely. And so here we're having a second kind of Uranus attack, not to mention that there's a, a volcano blowing up in, in Hawaii right now, which is very... I didn't even know that. That's beautiful. Yes. There's a... Well, that's a very interesting thing is because, so basically I kind of knew about it, but I put it on the back burner and today I got in there because, you know, right now, uh, Uranus is on the 29th degree of Aries and it will be there for the actual new moon conjunction. And then we'll move, it'll move into Taurus, like 
hours later. I know. Like, it's like, come on. <laughs> like three hours later or something. Exactly. But essentially the energy, uh, much like we, like a screenshot of our phones or whatever is stagnant for that new moon conjunction moment. So at that time, uh, Uranus is still at 29 degrees Aries and will be squaring Mars at 29 degrees Capricorn, which is a whole yeah. nother beast. But Whenever things are at 29 degrees, it's like a tested degree, um, especially slow moving planets. So we're tested for a while. So here comes this volcano. You know, what's Uranus? Likes to shake things up, right? Totally. It's like an earthquake or a volcano itself. Exactly. And so Uranus with the tarot card, even though the, or the tarot card, the tower. Uh huh. Even though Mars is the tower, I always associate it with Uranus, although I'll see Mars. So that's even more interesting to me with the Mars and Uranus conjunction. It's like that tower card is kind of the perfect, it's a volcano essentially on the tower card a little bit. Like it is, you know, yeah. So that's even crazier. That's, I didn't even know about the volcano. So that's yeah. Awesome. Look that up after you, after we call your is blowing up right now. And you know, when it, when it blew up, this is not even part of our agenda today, but we're going to talk about it anyways. When it blew up, it was on May 3rd when I believe the moon was in Sagittarius and a fire sign and would be trining Uranus, making it easy to explode. That's <laughs> and, uh, crazy. Uh, yeah. I yeah. all that earth stuff more. <laughs> yes, right? And uh, no, I found it really interesting um, because I was like, why is this thing, you know, obviously... Obviously, a volcano would erupt at 29 degrees Uranus in Aries, um, but that very explosive type of energy. But then I got into looking at it in the volcano. <laughs> the volcano has been erupting continuously since 1983. Wow. Wow. And so this is what I started thinking about because the whole idea of Uranus moving into Taurus is obviously Uranus shakes things up, right? shakes that foundation and um, awakens us to something. And Taurus is essentially uh, kind of what is stable or what is sustainable. And so here I am thinking, I'm like, maybe these people that live around it that have been evacuating for years, each time this thing grumbles, will finally be like, maybe I shouldn't live here any longer. (laughs) (laughs) The island just sinks. (laughs) Well, hopefully not. Yeah. Um, California falls into the ocean. Everything yeah. is crazy. Well, I was reading back on the one guy that lived there uh, because I guess in the mid nineties, um, it got pretty volatile and most everyone had moved except for this one guy who had refused to, to leave his home. And then finally it had an, he he went so far where the, the main access to the, the street was like how many miles uh, off. So he would have to hike just to get access to things, but he wanted to live where he wanted to live. And the volcano finally erupted in like nine, I, I think it was like 2002. Um, and he had to be air vacked out of his house with a friend to escape the lava. <laughs> you know, like if, if that isn't a Uranus moment of like, and so a long story short. Do you think that he was a Taurus? I know, right? Yeah. And so let's use this analogy for Uranus and Taurus and how, uh, you know, you'll do everything you can to kind of hold that move no matter what. (laughs) That's a great analogy. I like that. I'm going to think about that. (laughs) I know that kind of blew my mind. Um, so, so anyways, yes. So that, that's big, but I guess let's talk about this. All right. So I, the idea, new moon, new normal. So everything, everything being shaken up and us having to uh, encounter um, just lots of crazy stuff happening within and within the world, that's kind of what I'm thinking with the new normal. Like People are like, when's it going to stop? When's it going to go back? And I'm like, go back? <laughs> it's not supposed to go back. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, what do you think about that of like maybe this kind of being like, what's next? Yeah, I was reading some stuff about, I mean, I've been reading about the Uranus Taurus transition for probably like six months now, because I've mm-hmm. had people that are older that have your, like, certain things in their chart, where they're kind of curious about it. And um, 
So I've been reading like weird random stuff. And then I was kind of like, okay, well, like this new moon is in Taurus and Taurus is, you know, fixed earth energy. It's very stabilizing. And usually like a new moon, you know, would be for setting some kind of intention with building stability or manifesting. And I was reading some article or blog that somebody wrote about how all of that's tested. And so this isn't this new moon manifestation shouldn't be so much about trying to stabilize or ground what you've already stabilized, but trying to look more at restructuring what stability means to you. And I felt like that really spoke to me and the way that I would use this energy. And especially with the new moon, like new moon is about manifesting and kind of pushing things forward. But, you know, sometimes we think of being grounded as not doing anything. And I think that sometimes we actually do have to do things in order to become grounded. And I think that's kind of what, cause it is kind of an oxymoron. Like a new moon is kind of like, what can we plant that can grow and what can we push forward? And Taurus is very much, I want to stay in my comfort zone or continue to manifest and grow what I've been growing. And I think this is just very much, I like your new moon, new normal. Cause it's like, okay, like let's get out of this comfort zone idea and kind of question and ask ourselves, like, where can we level up and where can we allow things to be changed? Not necessarily for us, but maybe like what perception can we have? Cause Uranus is air. So I see that too, kind of playing into perceptions a little bit, like what perception can we have about our stability at changing? That's more welcoming and less fearful, I guess, and more kind of, about expanding and growing and kind of learning to roll with the punches and seeing those as gifts versus things to be afraid of. Cause I think a lot of people want to grow and manifest things, but they don't get that you actually have to leave your comfort zone in order to do that. <laughs> you know, and that's something that I always, I think what we were talking about earlier, we're like, I'm a very, I like leaving my comfort zone. Um, but I've learned how to be more into my comfort zone. Like that's something I've tried to learn. I've learned how to be more stable, but I am the kind of person where I'm like, if there's an opportunity for me to become unstable, I'm all for it. I get, yeah. I'm like, let's go. And so I think <laughs> like this energy might make some people really uncomfortable if they're really holding on to that stability, like the guy at the volcano. Yeah. Go. Or there's the person that's just been waiting, like waiting and waiting for a reason to leave their stability. And I'm already seeing that. Like, you know, we talk about the shadow period, you know, like the 10 degrees or five degrees mm. or two degrees before and after. And there's so, I mean, we've had this Pluto Capricorn kind of stuff that's been going on that I feel like has already been kind of shaking up some lives at different oh, yeah. <laughs> people, especially last year. And then this year, I feel like I've already seen a whole nother wave kind of start and it's kind of hitting even more around like there's a whole nother shift of people in my life that are moving right now that are applying for new jobs, like a lot of clients that I've had. And it feels very reminiscent to some transits that were going on last year in a similar way where people were kind of like breaking up relationships and, but it felt necessary. Like the energy I'm feeling is very much people are like, yeah, I could stay here and it would be, it would work, but I'm not happy. And I'm like ready to kind of, let it go. And so I think this is really going to be that push. Like it's going to kind of just make you feel okay with letting it go. And I think we need to, like, I think we need to welcome that. And I think we need to let it go. Like we need to just give into the chaos for a little while so that we can rebuild and then we'll get maybe to a healthier Taurus. <laughs> the peace, yeah. more peaceful, more peace yeah, at the end of it. Totally. Well, I love what you say about, um, I could stay here but would I be happy? Because essentially, you know, the North Node right now is in Leo and it's looking for authenticity within us. It's looking for us to acknowledge what brings us joy and to kind of put our, our own well-being um, first, you know, not in a selfish way, but in a way that can sustain ourselves to have a a, a life that we enjoy leading, you know? Um, so I really like that you say that because there's, if, if you're not happy where you are and, and, and like you were saying earlier, and that bubble may burst, um, as we have Mars square Uranus, 
then this is, this is that opportunity for that out. This is that time where, you know, you can, you can stabilize a new life for yourself or a new normal and go about, you know, making the changes. And that's the thing is we're talking about fixed energy here. Um, and so what's happening at this time is essentially setting up a, a new kind of fixed circumstance, um, regardless of if it shakes us up at first, this is kind of energy that's here to stay. And that's kind of why it has to be honored. <laughs> So I, I like that a lot. Um, and you had a lot of really good points in there. If I had a pencil, I'd be writing these down right now to respond to them. Um, well, you have that, you have that Pisces moon. So you have like, things just come, you know, like you're, if you're in it, it's, it's just coming to you. third house too. So it's like. Yeah. Very go, go. talk, talk. <laughs> I know I got, a, I got a moon in the third house too, which is great. Um, well, and the moon in the third house is the house of the moon's joy in traditional astrology. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it likes to be there. Um, sun in the ninth is the house of a uh, house of joy for the sun, the ninth, and then the third. So it's kind of like the idea of like bringing God down to earth, you know, that ninth third, you know, like yeah. the idea of the beliefs and the philosophies and, and being able to communicate that. Hence totally. That, that really makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, if you wonder where we both are like to talk, um, there you go. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, no, I totally agree with you on all those, um, stability factors. And you know, when I think about it, yeah, you're right. I mean, we, things have been changing for uh, a while now and I'm noticing it in myself and friends, you know, et cetera. But this like recent set of changes seem to really seem to come along when we had the eclipses earlier on uh, at the end of January and mid-February. But for me, I was noticing, and this can just be my own personal chart, which happens from time to time. It, it started when, um, I want to say, was it April 2nd? Oh, I hope I'm right on that. Um, that's when basically Mars moved into Capricorn. Yeah. Mars moved into Capricorn. Huh. <laughs> you know, it's exalted there. It likes to be yeah. there, but it likes it so much that it's too much in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, it conjuncted Saturn. So it brought us all down to earth, right? Of the like, what everything really looks like, um, <laughs> you know, and especially yeah. in regards to our own drive, you know, like, are you really devoted to this, you know, or maybe there's limitations that were put in place and now we're like scrambling. And so it was that. And then a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mars conjuncted Pluto, um, which set up a whole new cycle, which was very big for people. I was watching all types of people deal with extreme changes coming in their life and not even on the outside. It could be just things happening on the inside and, and dealing with it all. And so it just seems like this chain of events that's been happening uh, over the last month and a half, particularly, that's kind of leading us up to this. I really like the way you put that, like the, the po potential of a burst bubble or a burst bubble that allows us to ride into that new, um, you know, whatever it is <laughs> that we are stabilizing. Yeah, totally. so. No, I, I felt that too. Cause I was kind of in a weird funk, but in January and February and March a little bit. And I really feel like Aries season and Mars and Capricorn, definitely that reawakening the spring, the astrological new year, and just all of that. Like I felt it. And that happens every year. And I kind of like have noticed now, there's kind of that little down period. Everyone gets excited during Capricorn season. Like there's this kind of push in December and then January, like Pisces, February kind of stuff starts happening. Aquarius stuff starts happening where we all get kind of in this weird funk. Yeah. Every season comes. And I kind of, I personally enjoyed Mars and Capricorn because I got, I gained a little weight over the winter. <laughs> like I got a little pudgy and I was like having a really hard time getting myself out of the. Oh Yeah. Aquarius season is hard for me, obviously, with the Leo sun. Like, I feel like all that energy is just opposing me. And I love Aquarius energy, but it's not... Anytime there's a strong opposition, I'm not doing so well during that time, I've noticed. And so once we moved into Aries season and Mars went to Capricorn, I had more of this, like, I'm going to hit the ground running. I'm just going to use it. I'm not going to fight it. Like, I'm just going to get back in the gym and do whatever I can to get my body like physically moving. And so I feel like it helped me, but I feel like people that I talked to, it, they were still kind of in this tug of war, I think from like this self care, emotional side 
to then this other pushing energy. Cause I feel like that happens a lot when the energy shifts so fast or so suddenly, especially with a planet like Mars, it's like more aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's like you're still kind of getting used to this. We other just went through. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like this, ugh, like kind of harsh energy comes in. And I think that's why I like doing astrology so much is I go, Oh crap, this is happening. Like, I'm just going to go with it or, you know, Oh, I need to self care. Like I'll kind of try to bend, you know, mutable. I'll try to be like mutable versus fight it. There's only so much you can do. I won't say that I'm good at doing that every time, but yeah, I definitely felt it. Like what you're saying, like I could tell there was like this shift and then I watched it totally happen with people yeah kind of like oh now and I told clients too during the before that energy started I was like just wait like we're in this bubble where things are kind of in this down cycle and I promise you like as soon as we hit this time of year x y and z are gonna happen astrologically and it's all gonna come like you're gonna like crack the egg and kind of come out come out of that (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like that's, I've totally seen that, like, with everyone in some form or another, like, since what you're talking about with the Mars and Capricorn. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's had to conjunct um, some heavy hitters, Saturn, Pluto, you know, all our favorites. Um, And so... (laughs) That's the beauty of of seeing clients, you know, we actually get to, you know, sample what people are going through. Um, which helps the process of learning more because you help to, it, it helps you understand how these different energies can manifest. Um, and I think a lot of us had probably a hard time going through Pisces season. Pisces season this year was rough. And, and I mean, the whole idea of Pisces is, you know, that mutable energy, it deals with, um, for the most part, loss and, and surrender in some way. I mean, it's not the only thing it does, but at that time of year, you know, essentially, like you were saying, you know, the astrological new year and spring in the season is that Pisces season is closing down for Aries to spring back up, right? But I, I feel like we closed down and the closing down was a little rough. And yeah, we were like, and spring back up. And we're like, what do you mean? I'm not ready to spring. <laughs> I totally like that. And then I feel like this full moon in Scorpio and like with the Jupiter in Scorpio and some of the Neptune transits that yeah. were kind of going on with that also kind of did this weird pullback. Like so many people I feel like just kind of got back into this emotional slump. Like people were getting sick, like all this kind of weird stuff going on. And then now I feel like this new moon is going to kind of do this other push in this kind of breakout way. And it's going to feel like kind of this, there's just a lot of weird in and out things going on. Like it's kind of testing that. And I think it really depends on, I feel like what I've noticed, the more connected you are to your spirituality and facing those inner demons. Like if you're really, if you're very self-aware and very honest with yourself about what you just can and can't handle or what, what it is you're facing, I think it's a little easier to kind of go with it. But I think it's hardest on the people that don't like looking at things from their past or, or behaviors that, that need to change or that they're really resistant to changing. So I don't know if that segues into anything. I know we we're going to talk about fixed. Uh-huh, I know. Well, that's a good way to, to bring that in uh, because those are fixed personalities that you're talking about. And we're all fixed in some way. It's not like... You could have all planets and cardinal or mutable, but you still have houses that are fixed types of energy. So we have those areas uh, in our our chart. We all do. Um, But it's recognizing when things, when you you gotta leap. Like you were saying earlier, I love what you're saying. Like, do you want, (laughs) do you want to be comfortable, but not comfortable (laughs) and not happy? Or do you want to, you know, take a risk? And I think, especially with this new moon, because it's so curious how both on, so we have the new moon and then Uranus moves into Taurus and Mars moves into uh, Aquarius shortly after that same day. But like I was saying before that, that new moon signature is on the 29th degree of Cardinal signs. Um, And so I feel like this whole lunar month is going to be challenging us in those areas of, uh, you know, looking at what's not working and especially in sustainable, sustainable solutions. Um, and then because those are cardinal signs, uh, you know, initiating something that, you know, the action necessary to move 
out of these things, you know? I mean, we are in that fixed zone and the sun can give us, um, the sun and moon conjunction can give us, you know, because like you were saying earlier, it is the planting of the seeds time. Uh, and it is fertile for that reason, but this allows us to plant those new, new seeds, uh, those seeds that we have pushed ourselves to make the changes that we need to make, um, or someone else or something outside of us pushes that. Because that's the thing with Uranus is it's not waiting for no one. You can make the changes <laughs> or you can let them come to you, right? <laughs> Something's going to change whether I like it or not. Exactly. And that, there's no, you can't hide under, you know, the bed for that. There's, it's just not going to work. You can't um, say not me today. Like it's just not exactly. You can't be like, oh, I, I decide that I'm dipping out of this one. It doesn't work though. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll it'll come back. It'll get you another way. And it's not meant to be like a predatory thing or anything. It's just it's just like you were saying the the honesty, the truth, coming to the truth. You know, yeah, um, totally. because Uranus is known as the Great Awakener, and so mm-hmm. in order to awaken, <laughs> you know, what are we awakening to? And that is usually the truth of something. Um, so the, the fact that Mars is squaring Uranus at this new moon, because I, you know, the Aries moon was a little bit rough and I've just been go, go, go. And I think that has a lot to do with Mars and Capricorn right now. Everything in Capricorn, like yeah. construction all around me. Everybody's overworking. Like everybody's like, I got to do it now. Everybody, yeah. you know, and, um, and so I was like, oh, let's just wait till that new moon in Taurus and everything will stable out. And then I looked at the chart and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? Come on. Come on, university. Um, uh, But there's a rhyme to the reason, as we're saying. Um, And I get excited. I'm a little more excited by the crazy ones than the chill ones. I get a little bored when it's a little too chill. Yeah. No, I hear you. Well, we were talking about this before we got on, uh, before we officially started recording, how both of us are Uranian type of energies. Yeah. So we, so we are either shaken or are rolling with the shake. Yeah, um, exactly. So we, that's why we're good to be astrologers. Cause then people that are freaking out can come to us and we'll be calm. Cause we're like, you know what? We, we got this. It's cool. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it's, it's so funny cause your own certainty in it. It's like, no, don't worry. You'll get it through it. You know, and they'll feel great when they're around you. And then, <laughs> you know, then it's up to them to yeah, you know, move through it once they leave. But, um, as I get like, weeks later, like you said, this yeah. is going to be okay. Like, just wait, just wait till the other side. <laughs> well, and that's the thing with Uranus too, uh, in Aquarius energy, because not only do we have you know, we're talking about Uranus moving to Taurus, but Mars is moving into Aquarius, uh, which I use traditional mm-hmm. rulers, but there, you know, there, it, there are, there are some correlations for sure with Uranus yeah. and, and Aquarius. Um, and where was I going with this? That's what happens when I give too much background to what I was saying. I don't remember what I was going well, to say. I feel, you. I feel like I knew what you were going to say though, just in the sense that like, yeah, where's your Pisces moon? Come on, pick it up. <laughs> yeah, it's more like breakthrough energy. You oh, know, thank you. Yes. Well, yeah, what like I, the ethical kind of values and like breakthroughs. Okay, yes, you got to go. The breakdown, breakthrough. <laughs> but in order to break down, breakthrough, what I was going to say is that Uranian, Aquarian energy acts as a catalyst. And so something has to happen um, in order for the chain of events to then go on. And I find like people like yourself and myself uh, that have that Uranian energy, we are almost walking catalysts. And that's why people come to us to move through things because we have that starting motion. We have that little seed to plant. We have the, the, the bend in, in the, in the turn, you know, that turnaround kind of energy. Um, and so I don't know if you've ever noticed that about yourself. Do you ever find that you're a catalyst to something and like all of a sudden, Oh, it's, I used to run away from it because I was so annoyed at how I just attracted it. You know, like (laughs) I moved away from people I love because I didn't want to inspire influence anymore. And then I feel like once I accepted it and had the tarot and the astrology, I was like, okay, I feel confidently about guiding people, but it was scary. Like the amount of seeds I could plant in a way that I feel like wasn't positive, you know, like if I just said the wrong thing when I was, you know, back when I drank or something, people would really hold on to that. And I would be like, I don't remember saying that to you. Like, I don't remember ever telling you you should do that. I don't remember ever saying that. And 
So I kind of get myself into trouble a little bit with that. And so I feel like part of me not shutting myself off from the world and doing astrology and tarot is to kind of help myself learn how to actually be of use in that way. Like, okay, if I'm going to influence or like, how can I do this constructively and responsibly? And um, yeah, so I totally feel that with Uranus, like being a catalyst. And I like that you're bringing that up and talking about it. Cause I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. I never thought about it though in a Uranian way, like at all. That totally makes sense. I'm catalysting yeah. you right now. <laughs> you are. That's how it happens. That's how it works. Um, it's, it's funny. It's, but that, you know, that's part of our role in life. Um, and you know, now we are both using it to, uh, advantage rather than dis advantage which is which is great yeah, i'm sure we've put listeners at ease about uranus already yes so <laughs> i know i know we're we're trying to ease people into this new normal um <laughs> oh i guess what we're doing here is we're just honoring the fact that there is a new normal and that these types of things can come out um at now where there's going to be catalytic motion there's going to be breakdown breakthrough energy there's going to be bubbles burst so that you can reformulate your foundation um, and get a stronger, uh, more stable, more Taurus-like, um, you know, just a life, your lifestyle and everything that sustains you, uh, and to then eventually find peace because that's essentially what Taurus is longing for is is that that deep inner peace. Um, so I think that even though this new moon may seem disruptive in a lot of ways and the energy that comes through or kind of pushes us into action, um, it's leading us to this greater peace that we just don't already possess at this time, I think, or at least hopefully. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, well, I guess, I guess we've talked it out. We've talked it out, Annalisa. <laughs> yeah, we, we covered some good ground, I think. I think we covered some good ground. Um, and there's so much more we could talk about, all, all of these things. Um, so we'll just have to move forward and see where we go from there. But, uh, but hopefully you'll be back to join me at another day. Yeah, anytime you want. And we'll... It we'll reconvene and talk and talk Turkey about some more, uh, cause the planets never end. Right. No, they don't. We keep, do. I know. I know they keep going around in circles and we're, <laughs> and we just keep following them. Um, so, all right, well, let's see now, where can people find you? What do you got going on? What do you tell people how they can get to you? Yeah. So my website is cosmic lady and you can follow me on Instagram at Cosmic Lady Six and on Facebook, Cosmic Lady Six. All of it's just Cosmic Lady Six. <laughs> it should come up. Um, you can email me, CosmicLady6 at gmail.com. And yeah, that's about it. I'm in Oakland. So if you're local in the Bay Area, uh, we can do in person meetups, readings, anything like that. Or I do online and Skype and. And you, uh, don't you do like a a weekly Tuesday too that you've been doing? Yeah, I do, um, seven to 10 PM tarot readings at the Contiki in downtown Oakland. It's a tiki bar. I do like 20 minute tarot readings. Which, well, especially in this, you might be hitting her up. If you're in the Bay Area, hit her up as this (laughs) this new moon comes. Yeah, you might need it. (laughs) You'll be down there at the new moon, right? Because it'll be on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, Um, that's right. That's great. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're going to be busy that night. You're going to have a line out the door, I'm sure. Those nights I'm going to be busy, and then it turns out people really don't want to get their cards read when they're freaking out. Like, it'll be like the next week. They'll be like, Well, I had my freak out, and I'm ready to get a reading. (laughs) So, next Tuesday. (laughs) I try to, you know, because I'll get all set up. I'm like, Oh, it's a full moon tonight. I'm going to do full moon readings, and then it's just dead. And the next week, everyone wants to know why they went through what they went through. That's funny. It is funny. It's interesting. But then, like, you know, maybe. That night or like the next night, I'll have like more private reading with somebody that wants it like right then. It's really interesting though, kind of seeing how that stuff works with people. Yeah, it is. It's always interesting who comes to you and when and with what and what scenario. And it's always meant to be. However it goes down, it's always meant to be, I've noticed. (laughs) I did a reading for, uh, it was a natal chart reading for a girl who was born on a Friday the 13th and we did it on a Friday the 13th. Like it just happened. It was totally random. Like, it was funny. didn't work out that way. It was super weird. 
Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. All right. Well, uh, definitely check out Annalisa because she is always on, you're always on the Instagram and you always got content coming, serious content, funny content, all the fun stuff. So go check her out at Cosmic Lady Six. Thanks, Melissa. (laughs) So where can you find me? Well, you can find me uh, also on Instagram and Facebook at Energetic Principles uh, and then at energeticprinciples.com. And uh, like I was saying earlier, if you're interested, in showing appreciation for the podcast or uh, getting those moon horoscopes or looking into that tarot subscription, you can find that at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Um, and if you like what you hear today, spread the good word, you know, tell a friend, um, you know, because sharing is caring. Um, and if you feel so inclined uh, to leave a, a nice review on iTunes, that would help me get more visible uh, in the search. Um, so that would be greatly appreciated for me to stabilize during this new moon in Taurus. <laughs> um, Stabilize. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, it's bound to be an interesting week and I look forward to people sharing their stories. So, uh, hang in there. Um, and let's create this new normal together. So as always, may the stars be with you. Woo!